Welcome to the Club Up Team Podcast, where everybody makes the cut. Brought to you by your hosts, CK and DJ Sko. Welcome to the cut. All right, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of the Club Up Team Podcast with your host, DJ Sko and Mr. CK. This is a podcast for the munis by the munis. So we're not uppity. We really don't have sponsors. We just play muni courses and we're the world's okayest average golfers on the face of the earth. <laughs> we're not here to give you analytics. We're not here to give you swing tips because we need those ourselves. We're here just to talk about the struggles and the triumphs of the everyday golfer. That's really all it is. Just all the fun. All the fun on the golf course, dude. That's what we're here for. 100%. So for today's inaugural episode, we will be talking about, I think, you know, the big three in golf right now, which is my attire. I want to look great on the course, but some people really don't care. So we're going to be talking about attire, going to be talking about golf balls. You know, do you have a certain brand? Do you not? Does it really matter all that much? And we're also going to be talking about our own superstitions. Now, toward the end of the podcast, we'll let you guys know a little about ourselves, website, socials, all that. But for right now, yeah, that's going to be our topics today. Attire, balls, and superstitions. Starting off, CK, as far as it goes for you, coming out of the closet, what are your go-tos? Go-tos every single time. They're pretty much, I always wear them mock turtles, dude. I love them Tiger Wood mocks. They're the comfiest shirt that out right now. Dude, I love them. I cannot get enough of them. I think I have five in my closet, and I'll probably keep buying more. So I'll rock some of those. I'll hit them with the slacks, shorts in the summer, more than likely. And then, you know, you got to wear the short socks. Can't wear the long socks with the short shoes, man. They just don't look good. What if you're trying to show off your calves? Because sometimes people with like, you know, baby calves, they wear the high socks, makes their calves look bigger. (laughs) I was one of those guys for a long time. So that's the only reason I know this. So yeah, if I'm feeling a little insecure about calves or I haven't hit leg day in a while, I'm busting out the long socks to make it look better. Dude, it's opposite for me. I got those baby calves, but long socks do not do me justice. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. I guess this is where genetics come in. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you can't be short and have good calves unless you're a big guy, I guess. Yeah, it is what it is. So you feel like you have to look like you're playing golf every day is what you're saying. Like you're not just going to wake up, throw a pair of shorts and a t-shirt on and whatever tennis shoes you find and go out there. Now, keep in mind, we're playing a muni course. There is no dress code other than you True. have to wear a shirt. And <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, ha- you have to wear pants. clothes. Like you have to wear <laughs> clothes. But if there's no dress code, are you still going to look like you know what you're doing? Dude, I'm I'm a firm believer in look good, feel good, play good. But that's just more for me. Yeah, I've always had the saying a good round starts in a closet. Now, it's all about how you feel. Like you feel really, really good about yourself in the Tiger Wood mocks and you're going to put a pair of slacks on and have some really good shorts on and a pair of golf shoes. You're not rolling out there in a pair of dad new balances. Now, (laughs) for me, I also have the Tiger Woods shirts. They're great, but I'm also going to put those on. It's all situational for me. If I'm going to play with my brother, more often than not, we're going to put a polo on, maybe a t-shirt, pair of golf shorts, probably not going to be tucked in. Yeah, you're one of those guys that you can can get up out of bed and it doesn't matter what you wear. You're just cool with going to the course. Yeah, 100%. Now, I will never rock denim on a course, ever. No, that's illegal. It should be illegal, but it's not. 
It's disgusting. <laughs> like, you cannot move in denim. You can't. There is no give. I mean, a lot of courses have where it's like you don't, you can't wear denim. You can't. And I think that is the only golden rule of golf attire that should be enforced. No denim. Now, everything else, free game. Shouldn't matter. Yeah. I don't think it yeah. should matter. I'm a firm believer in the, the whole no denim rule. I think it's lame. I cannot wear a pair of jeans on the course, and I think everybody that wears a pair of jeans on the course should not be allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you think that everyone should wear polos too? Are you, since since you're always more often than not going to have a mock turtleneck on or a polo, do you think that everyone on every golf course should go out and wear a polo? No, no, I don't think it's required. It's just for me kind of personal preference i mean like you and your brother going out in shorts and a t-shirt whatever it doesn't bother me but me no i can't wear a t-shirt out on the course it's not my style now is that because is that in your head though yeah it is in my head <laughs> because because here's the deal ck i'll beat that ass in a tank top a t-shirt it doesn't matter you can look like a million bucks and your outfit can cost more than all the green fees combined i'm still gonna roll out there in a fruit of the loom as long as you're rocking that tank and some jorts, I'd love to see that round. I think, and this is another thing, denim off the golf course, if it's full-length jeans, if you come out there looking like Kid Rock and you just cut off a pair of jorts and they're all like <laughs> freaking saggy looking and you've got an American flag tank top on, toting a sixer of Bud Light, you should be able to play in whatever the fuck you got. And it's an added <laughs> bonus if you got cowboy boots on with the cut-off jorts. So on that no denim sign, there's a little asterisk and it says, except jorts. You can wear jorts. Yeah, no, there is a jorts clause put into the no (laughs) denim. If I were to have my own golf course, there would be a jorts clause where you might get to play for free just because you really (laughs) don't give a shit at all. Free twilight tea time if you show up in jorts. 100%. I'll probably throw you a three six or a Budweiser too. Not Bud Light, but Budweiser. Little coupon you get off group me or something, you know, wear some jorts, get a free six pack and a tea time. (laughs) <laughs> We're George the DJ Sco's 18, and I promise you, if you come in looking like you just voted in 2020, then yeah, you're going to get a free round. Dude, if that was the case, I'd have to change my attire. I, I would get out of my own head, and I'd start wearing George to the course every day. Dude, I would wear a tutu to the course if I got to play for free. 100%. I'd do a lot of nasty shit if I got to play for free at any golf course. <laughs> it's all about that free tea time. <laughs> it, I would do some grotesque shit, but you know, it is what it is. So you said it's in your head, but does it actually like affect your performance? You think like having on a certain shirt, does it affect your performance at all? No, I don't think so in that aspect, but dude, I've actually never in my life worn a t-shirt to a golf course. Not one time. So I don't, I don't really know. In your life. You've never worn a t-shirt. Never dude. Not one time. (laughs) Uppity motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> dude it's, it's just the style like i said look Bro, good feel you, good play good. you live in, you live in more <laughs> wear a t-shirt or two <laughs> it's okay yeah, to wear a t-shirt i'm the outcast for not wearing a t-shirt i've worn a number of t-shirts to golf courses and sometimes it's just because i don't feel like getting ready that day like nothing seems to match and or it's one of those days where me and my brother are just like hey you want to go play sure when 45 minutes dope and it's whatever i've got on yeah, I, mean, I think but... that's a difference, too, on that, too, because, I mean, if you're not planning your round, just go in what you're wearing, I think. But for me, I always I'll make my tea time a week in advance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I already got that in my playbook of what I'm going. And then I don't know. I'm sure other people are the same. 
I'll get in the closet on a Wednesday whenever I got tea time on a Saturday. I'll be like, hmm, I think I'm gonna wear this this weekend. So it's, it, I think it's more of a planning thing too. Okay, yeah, I understand that because I do do the same thing. I've got a hook right here on my wall that the day before I'll hang up my entire outfit of what I'm gonna yeah. wear. Now it could be shorts and a t-shirt. I'm gonna plan the outfit out more often than not. It also depends on the course, because if we're playing a super nice course, yeah, I want to look like I know what I'm doing. But if we're playing Early Wine or Hefner or Trosper, Trosper for the love of Christ, I don't give a shit what I look like going into there. Right. But I mean, dude, I'll wear t-shirts to like the range. Uh, like I said, it's like about that unexpected planning to go, because yeah, me and my wife will just be like, ah, we want to go to the range today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously you're just wearing a t-shirt yeah. and shorts, yeah. you're not going to get all fancied up. If you got fancied up and like picked out a polo outfit for the range, you really do not belong on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I will I will kick you off and find a new partner if that's the shit you're doing because <laughs> it, mm, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> CK is acting like he's going to catch a sponsorship on the driving range. Like, no, sir, you just almost took out a windshield. <laughs> you need to be in a t-shirt. You got some scouts sitting on the range watching you swing. Dude. A hundred percent. But one thing I will always have on golf related, I'm always going to have golf shoes on always. Like I can't there. Now that one is mental for me. I'll go to the range in t-shirt or in uh, tennis shoes. Like I don't wear golf shoes to the range every time, but if I'm playing, I'm always going to have golf shoes on because I feel like if I don't, I'm going to slip somewhere. Yeah. You swing hard too though. Right. Like, you can tell where I stood on the ranges because the ground is just torn up underneath my feet because my feet are moving, but it's because I can't hold them in the ground because my body's rotating so fast that right. I just slide. It's all, it's not as bad as Scheffler's slide, but, like, my feet do rotate, and I tear ground up. Dude, Scheffler's slide is nasty. If he wore tennis shoes, I think he'd fall over. I think he'd have won all four majors last year if he'd have worn tennis shoes. <laughs> But I'm opposite on you on that, though, dude. I always have to wear golf shoes on the range. I think really? it's more of like a what you're used to wearing kind of thing. I can understand that. But yeah. I'm so, because my golf swing changes day to day, I'm not good enough to have my swing be repeatable every single day. Now, there's parts of it that are, but there's parts of it that change every single day, too. So if I have to change a glove or get a new glove or if i've got to swap a glove out in the middle of a round here in florida because i sweat through gloves not gonna bother me and if i'm wearing a different set of shoes if anything if i practice in tennis shoes and i hit the ball well then i know i'm probably gonna go out and just beat the hell out of whoever i'm playing on that day if i have golf shoes on because you just can't that's a mental thing right that is an absolute mental thing so i think having golf shoes while i play is a must but practicing i'm out there to practice you wear the same shoes every round or do you do you swap them out? Yeah, I've got like six pairs of golf shoes. I swap them out. It all depends on the outfit for the day. You just got to match all it depend. up. Yeah. Now I do have a favorite pair. It's my black Nike Air Max Two Seventies. Those are Sick. that's my favorite pair of golf shoes. Um, those are nasty. Just because they're, I mean, they're super comfortable. So I'm going to wear those all the time. Now I've got a pair of Adidas Superstars that are disgusting. That I will wear those on certain occasions, but they are the most uncomfortable golf shoes. If I wear them and I get a blister, I know it's coming. I just have yeah. to play well. Dude, I have a and, pair of Puma shoes that are the same way, dude. Every time I wear them, like, they're nice golf shoes. But, dude, every time I wear them, they, they are not comfortable. No. Some shoes are great and some shoes aren't. And some, like, I will get a blister 100% of the time to wear those Adidas because they're sick looking. And then I've got <laughs> a pair of Jordans, too. 
that I got a pair of high top Jordan one golf shoes. A lot of people say Jordans don't belong on the golf course, but I don't agree with I think, that, dude. I think they're sick. I think if you can pull them off, yeah, they're dope. But there's some people that do not belong in Jordans on the golf course. And there's some people that don't belong in Jordans in real life. But on the golf course, you can either pull them off or you can't. Some of the pros can and some of the pros can't. But dude, Nelly, you Nelly know, Porter rocking them Jordans. She she can rock them. Dude, she can rock whatever the hell she wants. I will absolutely never have one negative thing to say about her because there might come a time <laughs> where I might meet her. I'm holding out hope for that. If I hang out in Florida long enough, I could run across her. I hope I don't say anything negative to her because, you know, you never know. Let's get Nelly Corda on the Club of Team podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude, if we get Nelly, Nelly Corda on here, one of us will have a hole in one by then, and I'd have shot a course record somewhere. <laughs> Those are the chances. Those are the chances. One of us gets a hole in one, or one of us shoots a course record, and I'm telling you, not happening. None of them's going to add up to that point. So, yeah, Nelly Corda, I doubt you're going to be on the Club Up Team podcast. But, you know, we're going to continue to tag you in our Twitter post just in case. Hey, it's all about now, the effort, bro. It is all about the effort. Because <laughs> shoot or shoot, shoot or shoot, I'm going to take on that pin with 10 yards of green over a bunker before I ever play it into the middle of the green because I just take aggressive lines. Aggressive lines only. That's it. Aggressive lines only by SCO. Yeah. Hundred percent, but you know, different topic, different conversation for that because I think we view that differently. So oh, we yeah. will wait for another day to discuss why I'm right and you're going to be wrong. So now let's move on to our next topic of the golf ball because this is also where we differ on not only brand the golf ball but playing other brands as well. Yeah. So you can start it off by telling everybody what brands you play. And why you play that brand, because I'm going to pick it apart in a second. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going first on this because Sko knows my viewpoint on this, and it's completely 180 degrees different than him. <laughs> uh, I always play Bridgestone RXs. I've always played Bridgestone since I've ever played golf. Tiger Woods used to play the B330. I thought, you know, he plays it, got to be the best ball, so I always played it. So it switched from the B330 to the RX, whatever. And still play it, love Bridgestone, and now I cannot play any other golf ball but a Bridgestone. He could play another golf ball if he got his <laughs> nose out. He's not going to hear this. Hey. He's not going to say, oh, hey, Mr. CK, hey, everybody, let's put him on the Bridgestone team. It's going to be fine. Hey, I'm but, telling you, if we, if we keep plugging Nelly in here, maybe we can one day plug Tiger and, and get him on board. Dude, if you can get this man on board by you just hitting Bridgestone's RXs, I will 100% wear a 2-2 to the golf course. 100%. Shoot or shoot, bro. Shoot or shoot. Then start shooting. But <laughs> this is, again, why I think CK is a one-dimensional golfer and why I can beat him 90% of the time. This man whoa, whoa, has whoa. to have a polo on. 75. I let you speak. I let you speak. So... <laughs> He has to have a polo. He has to dress like he's playing golf and he has to have a Bridgestone. These are all just multi-variable things here that if one thing is off, his whole round is going in the gutter. Whereas <laughs> myself, I will play vice golf balls 
more than I play any other golf ball. For one, it looks cool. For two, they're cheap. And I'm not really good enough to understand that, okay, spin rate might not work, or I need this spin rate. I need that spin rate. Don't give a shit. I'm just going to hit the hell out of it and hope it gets close. So if I drill a vice golf ball into the woods and I come out with a Callaway, yeah, I'll take my stroke, but I'm going to play the Callaway because I can adapt. I can adapt to course conditions. I can adapt to golf ball brands. I can adapt to t-shirt shoes. Well, not the golf shoes, but I can adapt to t-shirt, shorts, hat, no hat, hoodie, rain, snow, all of it. CK hates playing in long sleeves. Not a fan of it. Dude, I I hate playing in long sleeves. I enjoy it because I think it looks cool. My arms look better in long sleeves. Now, does that have anything to do with golf? No, but I can adapt. So this yeah, is why you live in Florida. So you never have to play in long sleeves. I put a vest on yesterday. It was 60 degrees. That's not long sleeve. That's opposite of long sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Oklahoma, when I lived there, I played in long sleeves all the time and was still out there in your words, 75% of the time. Winning. Yep. There you go. So I, Thank I'll you. still take 75%. I'll take three out of four. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. But going back to the, I mean, with the golf ball itself though, I don't think it matters all that much. Now, to the guys on tour, yeah, I think that golf balls actually matter to them because they're playing certain spin rates. All their clubs are dialed in to everything they have. So I think the ball matters to them. Now, for us, I don't think it matters all that much. I think we need to, like we have talked about all the time, just make sure we have a good time playing golf, right? Absolutely. So are you going to have a good time if you get a Pro V1 because that's what Speed plays and he can control that, but you lose a dozen in a round, now you're out 50 bucks? Does that, yeah. I don't think that's a good time. I'd rather spend that 50 bucks and get 50 top flights and still have enough for the next round and not have to waste 50 bucks. I think it's big on feel though too, dude, because I mean, you always say you, you do like those vice balls one cause they're cheap and two cause they feel good. Mm-hmm. Like a top flight, everybody that's hit a top flight knows the difference of the feel between like a top flight and like a super soft or a pro V or something like that. So I think that's big on that though, bro. Cause I mean, it's like hitting a rock. You hit a top flight. It sounds weird. It it feels weird. It's it feels like you just bladed it, but you actually peered it. Yeah, but at the same time, though, if I'm out there and I'm not very good, and I know my ability, I know that that ball is not going to make a difference. Because if I can hit a pinnacle out of the woods and still put it on the green with my clubs, yeah, it might sound bad, but at the same time, I know that I can still do that. Whereas someone who you know, is going to go out there and shoot a 100 every time. I don't think it should matter what ball they're really playing. Oh, and I think a lot of people that shoot hundreds really don't give a damn. Exactly. So all I'm saying is if you're going to play pro V's, at least know more often than not, you're going to lose all of them. I mean, eventually for sure. I never have the same ball two rounds in a row. I'm going to lose that one ball at some point. For real? You, you've never played more than one round or with one ball? No. I guess no. you, you and your aggressive lines only, you kind of don't really have an option. No, exactly. I'm going to take a penalty at some point in two rounds. I know that, but I'm also going to make a lot of pars. So I might only lose a dozen balls usually last me about three months. Let's be real. It's usually a sleeve I can get through two, three rounds with, which is fine. If I can get through three rounds with three balls, I'm cool with it. But, you know, that's just not the case for 80% of golfers. So just know your game and don't get upset if you shank one and you're like, damn, that was a pro V1. Dude, maybe you should be playing a tough flight because if you're playing a tough flight, it's not going to matter all that much. If you're playing a pinnacle, it's not going to matter that much. For the love of God, play the long dong noodle. (laughs) Play that ball. (laughs) What are noodles now, like $18 a dozen or something? 
they're all free in the woods and there's a shit ton of them in there. <laughs> there's just and loads will, of noodles everywhere. Dude, there's so many noodles everywhere. I find noodles more than anything when I go into the woods because I'm in the woods a lot and I can recover really, really well out of there, but I'm in the woods a ton. And with me is at least four dozen noodles. Somewhere. And how many, how many Bridgestones are in, in with those noodles? Well, none because nobody plays fucking Bridgestones except oh. Tiger and Bryson. <laughs> nobody plays bridgestones not on purpose matt burton <laughs> plays bridgestones burton plays bridgestones primarily but here's the difference between you and burton that man will play a callaway or a pinnacle or a noodle out of the woods 100 percent. okay let me put this little scenario out there for you ck okay you have a par three and i'm going to set up this par three like one i played a couple months ago here in orlando it's 175 yards to the hole it's 170 yards to carry the water in front of the hole, and there's a headwind. Okay. You've got a top flight in your hand, or you got a bridgestone in your hand. And you, sir, are probably going to have to hit a five iron to get there. Yeah, headwind so, in the face, yeah, I'll probably hit a five. Exactly, because I hit a seven. With you and the guy I played with, he also hit a five iron. Because there's a two-club differential between me and basically almost everyone else that, that we play with. Right. So that's how I can guess people's clubs decently well. So you are probably going to hit a five iron. Do you trust your five iron that much to carry the water? And and now, mind you, deep is a backslope off with a damn near a pot bunker. So are mm -hmm. you going to play that Bridgestone or are you going to play a top flight? Ten times out of ten Bridgestone. I'm playing a top flight. Oh, come if on. I have the You're playing that vice. If I have a top flight in my bag, in both hands, I'm looking, a vice or a top flight, I'm confident I can make that swing. But on the chance that I chunk it, which happens, on the chance that I top it, which happens, I would rather top a top flight into the bullshit and go up to the drop zone that's 50 yards to the side of the green and then drop my vice there. Heard. If you do stick that top flight on, do you switch to your, your vice whenever you're, after you mark your ball, or are you going to putt out with that vice, or with that top flight? I'm going to switch to the vice. Okay, so there you go. It's all about risk and reward then, huh? Yeah, I'm going to switch to the vice every time because we're not playing for money. And on muni courses, we are allowed to switch balls. We're allowed to pick in place. We're allowed to improve our lie because we're not playing for money. And <laughs> I will do that 100% of the time. I'm not Shooter McGavin. I'm not going to play it off Frankenstein's fat fucking foot. I am going <laughs> to improve my lie. I'm not going to take it closer to the hole. I'll take it parallel or backwards. Right. A couple inches, but I I'm, I'm going to improve it. I think there's that's no a lot point of not to because like it needs to be. I don't think I've ever played with anybody that's not a tournament obviously that doesn't play the ball up. Yeah, you have to. It's all about having fun and you need Especially to do munis. that. Yeah, munis are disgusting half the time. Like they're 100% gross. Yeah. And also, but, dude, like the whole land in a divot thing, if you're going to play on a muni course, you land in a divot and you're going to be a stickler about your partner hitting out of that divot ball. I mean, come on, dude, just play it up. For the love of Christ, play it up. You like, need to find a new your partner part if he's going to make you hit that. No shit. You need give them the three foot gimmies. Just give it to them. Now, if they want to put it out and miss, count that stroke as a miss. But if you give it to them and they pick it up, perfect. If someone yep. gives me a three or even a four foot gimme, I'm picking it up every time. Oh, if, if you tell me it's a says, gimme, I'm hey, taking it. Good, yeah, I'm not going to put that out. I no. won't ever. There's no point to put that ball out. So I'm with you on improve that. your lie. Take your gimmies. Just make the round enjoyable. 
because yeah. more often than not, you're not going to be playing very good. So just make it as enjoyable as you can while you're out there. You just paid 50 bucks. Go have a great time with that 50 bucks and don't make yourself hate the game of golf because you don't practice enough and you're not very good because I don't practice enough. CK doesn't know. practice as much as Dude, he wants to. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody practices enough unless you're pro. Yeah, because we all have jobs. We have bills and shit. We actually have real life issues here. Yeah, I can't afford we to have practice to, every day. No, if I could, I would. I'd be oh, practicing absolutely. every day. But I know that, hey, I probably shouldn't get upset on this round of golf because I don't practice enough to be upset. Now, if I miss hit a chip, yeah, I'm going to be upset with that because I do practice that quite a bit. So I think that some of that is if you have the ground to stand on to get upset, then get upset. That's yeah. okay, but get upset after the shot and let it go before your next shot. But yeah, if I flub a chip, I'm going to be upset. If I flub, you know, like a 100 degree pitch shot, probably not going to be all that upset because I don't practice that shot very often. Now, if I hit a bad drive, not going to be upset because I don't practice my drives all that often. I hit a hybrid right. off the tee almost every time because that shit's easy to hit. Heard. So it's all about knowing your game. And if you can get upset about it, great. Get upset because some people feed off that and it helps them. But other than that, just, dude, have a good time. It's not a big well, issue. But... If you're playing bad, play bad fast. Like, don't spend <laughs> 10 minutes looking for a ball. And if you spend 10 minutes looking for a ball and your excuse is, well, it's a pro V, probably shouldn't be playing it. Heard that. Because if you're good enough and you lose a pro V, probably not a big deal because you're probably not going to lose the next one. But if you're worried about that one pro V, play top flight. It's going to yep. make your rounds so much better. Play a cheaper golf ball because you're not going to care as much if you lose it because you can know you can go back to Walmart and get 24 of them for 15, 20 bucks. Or just go in the woods, look for that pro V, pick up the whole family of noodles and bounce. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because you can find fucking noodles everywhere. Everywhere. They're all over every single Muni golf course. 100%. Muni golf courses are just noodle farms. Now, I will say, I played a lot of Tideless when I lived in Angel Fire, New Mexico, because all those rich-ass members there played Pro V1s. All of them. So if I went into the woods with a Callaway, I know I'm coming out ahead every time, because I'm going to find five or six Pro V1s. Dude, the cool Always. thing about New Mexico golf, though, because I've only played one course in New Mexico, and I think it was my favorite. We played over there in Sandia and Albuquerque. Oh, Sandia's but, a great course. But you go and you, I mean, if you push one off out, like out of bounds, you can find it because it's not trees everywhere like it is here in Florida. Right. I mean, it's just all that rocky, sandy crap, and you can usually find your ball. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, in that case, yeah, if you know the course, you know you can find it, great. But, yeah, yeah in Florida, I play a lot of courses that, have fairway bunkers lining each side and then there's woods there's hardly any rough so yeah and then i'm not going around in the florida woods and swamps looking for balls because there's alligators in there there's panthers in there there's bears in there there's snakes everywhere florida end up <laughs> is the australia of america everything here can and will kill you you're gonna so, end no, up looking like chubs. yeah i'm gonna come out <laughs> with one hand and then have a hockey player go try to avenge me like no <laughs> No, I oh. will lose that ball. If it goes down into the woods, eh, I'll drop. I'll take a stroke in and one out and two hitting three. Because again, I'm out here to have a good time and I'm not out here to be a stickler from the rules. I'm not going to hit four from the fairway. We make 100%. our own rules, make our own 100%. rules. And as long as those rules are agreed to before the round on the first tee, everything within those rules is in play. So everything as long goes. as you agree to it, everything's good. One mulligan per side, hit a ball into the woods. In and one, out and two, hitting three. 
instead of yep. in and one out into three and now you're hitting four that's dumb shit yeah that's stupid. i think that's stupid and i think that turns a lot of people off i think to an so extent. too because i mean heck you lose five balls i mean dude there's like 10 strokes yeah but also go back to it if you lose five balls make sure they're not pro v's <laughs> yeah because you're gonna be, hate yourself shouldn't be buying pro v's if you're losing five balls around no no but if you've got money like that and you want to play pro v's we're not telling you not to we're just trying to help you want to have a good round because again all i'm saying is i don't think any of us are that good to where the ball actually makes that much of a difference in our actual game yeah i'm with you so now that we have got that topic discussed and why i think that you're out of your mind for playing just one ball all the time (laughs) and that you won't lower yourself to hit a callaway out of the woods because you said that you won't hit a ball out of you'll give a ball to somebody but you oh, yeah. won't hit that ball, which I no, think I'll, is just completely ludicrous. I'll pick up that whole family of noodles. I'll <laughs> pick up those Callaways and be like, yo, found these in the woods. You want them? I will not hit them. They're lost for a reason. The golf gods gave those to the Munis as a donation. That, that's fine. You can give me all the noodles and I will still beat you with the noodles while you hit your sacred Bridgestones that Tiger plays. <laughs> My sacred Bridgestones. Dude, you act like, they, you act like the Bridgestone. How, how you're reacting to the Bridgestone ball. I think it's how people react to when they see a cross. That is their all level of worship is that (laughs) cross. I think, hear me out though, because I'm going somewhere with this. You play the Bridgestone because that is what you want to do. And that's, that's your deity when it comes to the balls. And the cross is people's deity when it comes to that. Now, the person they worship on that died on that thing so i don't understand that now you want to worship a ball that tiger woods plays and that man has been in multiple car crashes here so i don't know why people just worship things for no reason at all other than the fact that oh hey they did this on this he did this with this yep so we're not them we're not him or the (laughs) other him and we never will be them ever yeah if you uh cue the camera over here you have my bridgestone ball shrine (laughs) <laughs> now i'm not yeah you have the i have the tiger wood shrine okay don't i worship that man but what i don't do is worship his balls where you are all <laughs> over his balls worshiping the balls <laughs> you're you and that can go both ways because you're playing his balls because you're on his nuts 100 <laughs> percent. now i wear his clothes because i'm on his nuts but i'm not on his balls and playing with his balls either no, but on that Bridgestone thing too, though, dude, I will play like the E6s. I don't have to play RX every time, but it has to be Bridgestone. It has to be a Bridgestone. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll play those E6s. Those are fairly cheap. I think it's like $20, $21 for a dozen. Right, right. Which instead of 50 Right. Right. But like on those, like you're you're talking about we're not good enough to know the difference in balls. I think Bridgestone just makes a good ball, and I cannot tell the difference really between the E6s, mm-hmm. E12s. And the RXs. I just like to play the RXs if I'm feeling myself. Right. Yeah, no, I understand that. Now, leads us into our next topic here. Like we said at the beginning of the show, superstitions. So it's very, very obvious that CK not only has a superstition with the Bridgestone ball, but he's got a (laughs) slight unhealthy obsession with the Bridgestone ball. Now, that superstition has already been covered, talked about. It's sickening. What is another one of your superstitions? I guess kind of staying on that ball because this like this is like my only one. I don't do any of the crazy pocket stuff, which I can't play with anything in my pockets anyway. Okay, Some people have like the yeah. Okay, I'll I'll take that as a superstition. But like the way I set up the golf ball on the tee, it's the same every time. 
I don't know if it's really muscle memory or a superstition, but it's always the same. I'm only going to say it's a superstition and not a muscle memory is because you make a cognitive decision every time to put that ball the exact same way on the tee. I think swing muscle memory, you know, cracking a beer in the golf cart is a muscle memory. Like sitting down, (laughs) as soon as you sit down, you reach to the cup holder. I think that is muscle memory. But Yeah, do it with your eyes closed. Yeah, 100%. But if you can do it with your eyes closed, muscle memory. I don't think you can put the golf ball with that B up every time with your eyes closed. No, I can't. So now we are in the superstition aspect of this. Yeah. So the B has always got to be up. Do you line the ball up with the line that's on the golf ball? Or do you pick a spot that you want to putt to? And Uh, does the B always have to be up? Pick a spot, don't use the line, and I'm looking at that B like I'm reading a book every time. And (laughs) have you tried? (laughs) Sorry, I was uh, taken back a little bit by that because I was expecting a totally different answer. Oh, that's funny. And again, now this is getting into the sickening part again. So you put the B up every single mm-hmm. time and you pick a spot in front of the ball to hit at, or do you just, is it all feel? And you're like, I think I need to aim this much this way. No, I'll pick a spot. Either, you know, tall blade of grass that didn't get cut right, burn spot, whatever you choose. But no, I'll pick a spot. I don't do the whole line thing like a lot of people do. I've tried it. doesn't really work for me. So I just stick with the whole B up like I do on the T. Connor. You, I've yep. seen you play, and I've yep. seen you putt. Yep. Just one time, I want to see you use the line. Mm, tried it, Just man. one time. Thing. You know what? But shooting consistently in the 70s might be your new thing if you start using the fucking line. Hey, man, I was getting in the 70s quite a bit this summer. But like you said, consistency the big thing. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. I think yeah. the line's just more consistent. Because here's the deal. The line on the ball is going to stay the line on the ball every single time. You're always sure. going to have to pick something new to aim at. So I think the line on the ball is more consistent. But that's just me. So do you use the line every single time? Every single time. Now, I do use a different way to read the green. I not say different because I'm sure a lot of people use it. But I'll look at the green. I'm like, okay, I think it breaks right to left. And if I were to hit this putt straight... Where would it miss? And if I think it'll miss two feet to the left, then I'll find a spot two feet to the left of the ball, like behind the green or something, and I'll line up my line to that and just hope I get the pace right. I think a lot of people read greens that same way because that's how I do it too. Yeah, it's. I think it's the easiest way to read greens because yeah. I am shitty at reading greens. I'm terrible at them. So if I can do something the exact same way every time like that, I don't know if that's superstition, so to speak, but it is just something I do every single time. But as far as my superstition, since you only have two of them, this leaves this segment open to me quite a bit because I got a few of them. Do you? Dude, I always have to have a dip in when I'm playing. If I don't, I feel like I'm going to play like shit. (laughs) Does the dip affect my ability to play golf? No. But does it make me feel like I can play better? Absolutely. Because if I hit a shitty shot, say I take a dip out because it ran out of flavor or, you know, I stubbed my toe and I tripped and I gagged on half of it. Like I'm going to take <laughs> it all out because that has happened also. And I'm probably going to throw up, but I'm going to put a new. And if I forget to put a new one in and I hit another shot and I block it, I'm just like, oh, damn, I didn't have a dip in. That's why it gives me an excuse to why I hit a shitty shot other than the fact that I'm a shitty golfer. Dude, so, that's going to be I my think, new strategy is just take your can of dip away every single time. I'm just going to hide it. Yeah, and then I'll hide your body. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I, I will kill you, and I will hide your body. 
I'll probably hide it in the middle of the fairway because no one will ever find it there. <laughs> oh, damn this. Oh. <laughs> you notice the most divots are on the side of the fairway, and if you put one in the center, you're going to have the greatest lie ever, and not just because it's a fairway, because there's going to be no divots there. Dude, that's so true. But I can't hit the center of the fairway every time, so I'm where all the divots are in the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a superstition, the dip. It's gone. If it's gone, my game is gone. Um, can't play with anything in my pockets. We discussed that. Except I can put a ball marker in my left front pocket. And if it's not in my pocket, I feel naked. So if I don't feel that ball marker in there and at least one T, then I'm freaking out. Oh, that's, so dude, I that's have, big superstition. I always have to have the T that I'm using and the ball marker in my left front pocket. I mean, that's muscle memory, just picking it up and pulling it out and putting it into my pocket. But right. if I go to hit an approach shot and I don't feel that, it freaks me out. Now, if I break a tee on a par three, then I'll just grab a new tee out of my bag and put it right into my pocket. Just really? so I have a tee in my pocket. Yeah. Dude, I'm the so, one with the sickening superstition with a B up. You're the one that has to have stuff and exact same stuff in your pocket every single time. Come on, it's not dude. not sickening, though. That's not sickening. <laughs> dude, it is sickening. It's not. How is that sickening? You're having to look at a letter and mm-hmm. all I need is a piece of wood in my pocket. I'll give you a piece Another of wood one. in your pocket. No, you won't. That's disgusting. <laughs> Just because you got Tiger Woods's piece in your back pocket doesn't mean that I need to have your piece in my front pocket. <laughs> oh, man. I'm yeah, that's a crazy superstition. It is. I think a lot of and people then, play with the same stuff in their pockets, too. I've, I've read some stuff on people having to use stuff in their pockets and cannot play without a certain thing in their pocket. No, it's weird, you know, and I feel also like if I don't hit the range before the round, I'm going to play like shit. Whereas some people have the exact opposite superstition, where if they hit the range, if they practice before the round or get warmed up, they feel like they left all the good ones on the range. That very well might be a thing because I've seen Burton play and I've seen Raper play. When they warm up, they usually don't play as well as with Burton. He comes out five minutes before our tee time. He's getting out of his car and he just rolls right up to the first tee and fucking stripes one. I'm a little indifferent on the range thing. Like, you know me, dude. I'll either go to the range or not go to the range. It just depends how I feel that day. But I will stretch for sure. But I don't think that's really superstition-wise. I, th- I think, no, I think that's like just health-wise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to hurt yourself. I don't stretch at all. Ever? Ever. You, you ever see a lion stretch before he chases a zebra? Fuck no. <laughs> but you go so to the range, though. I... That, that's like a stretch. To an extent, but I'm not out here like stretching my legs and stretching my hip flexors and be like, oh, if I just loosen these up, I can get an extra three or four mile an hour. I don't need that. I don't want that because my body is so used to performing when it's tight that if I loosen up, it's I I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I mean, hitting a a small bucket of balls on the range, I'd say that's equivalent to actually stretching out because, I mean, you're moving fast like that. You're going to get stretched out at some point. Yeah, and it's usually by 16 or 17 <laughs> Yeah, when I'm ready to get the fuck off the course. Sounds about right. I'm ready to power through the last beer. I'm ready to get the hell off the course. My feet hurt. I've probably got a sunburn. I'm probably mad because my score looks like a basketball score. So I'm just ready to get the <laughs> hell off the course. Oh, and shit. I'm finally loose. Yeah, finally but loose jo- after 17. Dude, Jordan Spieth said something about this on 
when it was the week of the Tournament of Champions there at Kapalua, this man uh-huh. was like, yeah, no, I've been working on stretching. I've been working on my body and my swing is not the same as it was before I started doing this because now he goes, it's hard for me to get the club in the same position that I was getting it into when I was winning all those majors and winning all those tournaments. That run he got on was unreal years ago, but oh, now yeah. he's saying he can't refill that swing because he's stronger and bigger and he's more flexible. I don't want to get into that. I want yeah, to I, feel I my that. swing the way it is. Yeah, I now, guess granted, if you get more flexible, you start turning more and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then it could just throw you off. But it's more natural because you're more flexible and used to it. Eh, yeah, but it's also not natural because it's not what I'm used to. Right. So I don't want to have to relearn a new position or relearn a new movement all because my body decided, hey, you can do this now. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't. Like, I know where my swing is. I'm going to shoot high 70s, low 80s every time I go out, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. I think that's a pretty, now, a, like, a, a solid score to keep on track with. I mean, high 70s, low 80s, that's better than about 90% of golfers, the average muni golfers. Right. And, like, if I go super low, then, like, if I shoot, happen to shoot, like, 73, 74, 75, which I've done, then that's just a good day. But I know yeah. I'm having a good time, and I played a good round, and I played a round more like for myself where I know I played good if it's like 78 to 82 because that's yeah. why I hover quite a bit is 78 to 82 and now, you shoot those 82s when you don't have that tee in your pocket right I shoot those 82s when I'm running low on dip and I know I have to ration it <laughs> so it, there's the superstition kicking in there it is it's it's bad another one now that we're talking about this quite a bit if I don't eat a gas station hot dog before the round I'm going to freak out. A hot dog? It doesn't even have to be a gas station hot dog, though. It's just gas station food. I'll eat gas station breakfast sandwiches. I'll eat gas station hot dogs, gas station nachos. Doesn't matter. If I don't eat something from a gas station before the round, I'm going to kind of lose my shit. I'm going to freak out. Is that just getting a breakfast kind of thing? Like, what if you stopped at McDonald's? Not the same. Not the same? Not the same. Because I'm going, because more often than not, I'm going in to get a couple tall boys and I'm going in to get a can of dip and some food. It's a one-stop shop. So that's why more often than not, I'm always stopping at a gas station and I always have a chance to eat something. But sometimes I get myself into a predicament to where I'm like, oh, I'm going to plan ahead and I buy beer and I buy dip the day before. And then I'm like, shit, now I have to find a gas station to stop at just for food. And you know what kind of cycle you look like going in there to a gas station for a meal? Yeah, like 8 a.m. going to get a pork missile. People are like, what in the world is this guy doing? Like, what's he doing? And this isn't Bucky's, <laughs> okay? It's not like we're talking about Bucky's. It's not like we're talking about Wawa here in Florida. And it's not like we're talking about On Cue or Quick Trip. We're not. Or Casey's. Those Ooh, gas stations Casey's. are elite. Those are elite. I'm talking about your Circle K, your 7-Elevens, and the Uh, things that they have just on the roller and or pre-package that they already heat up. That's what I want. (laughs) Just sitting there with the egg rolls on the roller? Yes, 100%. Uh, And I will, dude, I will eat tornadoes until I die. If I had a death row meal, Cisco, what do you want for your death row meal? Hmm, let me see. Give me some gas station pork missiles. Give me some nachos. Basically, just go to Circle K and rate it. (laughs) <laughs> that's your death row meal <laughs> raid the circle k i want the chips oh pork missiles, breakfast sandwiches i want it all give me the nasty shit <laughs> yeah and you know what throw a couple uh i don't know get a bag of checks mix in there and maybe an egg roll 100 percent. now <laughs> that's a death row meal but when i take it out, out onto a golf course i feel invincible now i might start gurgling around 15 or 16 
uh-huh. but doesn't matter. Worth it. I can cork it. I can cork it for three holes. Oh yeah. So if but you don't I go know. to the gas station and get all that stuff before you, you think you play worse. Oh, it's a fact. There is <laughs> data really? to prove it. There is data oh to God. prove it. And I'm there the disgusting cards. one for the Bridgestone. There are scorecards to this because if I don't, last time I went and I didn't stop and get something to eat, shot an 87 at Venetian <laughs> oh, no. Bay. An 87. All you had to and, do was just go get a hot dog. All you had to do. I, and it's not just a hot dog because the hot <laughs> dog at the country club is going to be a hundred times better and better quality than the Oscar Mayer that you're getting at the gas station. Oh yeah. The ballpark Frank. Yeah, dude. I think that's even too classy. Oh, no way. <laughs> I do. Like, oh man. That's, that's so funny. I did not know that you did that every single time before around. Yeah. So now, you know, if I'm playing bad, just hey, did you have your Circle K pork missile this morning? No. Oh well, shit. There it is. That's why, bro. Next time we play together, I'm just gonna sabotage you to the max. I'm gonna pick you up. We're not gonna stop at the gas station. I'm gonna cut the laces on your golf shoes, and I'm gonna steal your can of dip, and I'm gonna see what you shoot. I hope you do, and I hope <laughs> to God I I beat the ever living piss out of you, and that you never want to pick up another set of clubs ever again. No, that's when I'll just be found in the middle of the fairway, dead. Like what you're saying. Yeah, if you beat me, then you'll <laughs> yeah. be found dead. If I win, though, then it's just another feather in my cap saying, hey, you still can't beat me. <laughs> you suck. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> um, I think the superstition thing comes from, though, I played college baseball for so long, and just baseball in general, and baseball is full of superstitions. Yeah, like my I, baseball I've noticed ones, that, dude. My baseball ones were way worse than my golf ones. Now, we are going to get a little bit off topic here, but just for the history of my superstitions, I can still recite, and if you put a bat in my hand, could go through the motions of everything I did before every single at-bat. Redid each batting glove twice, pine tar, pine tar on both hands, went up to the plate, gave a couple little bat waggles, tapped the outside corner, the inside corner, back left foot on the chalk line in the very back of the batter's box, and a little bat waggle, and then I'd step in with my right foot, and it'd be all ready to go. And I would do that after every single pitch. Dude. I didn't realize how superstitious you were because you got a lot more than I do. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many yeah. people are actually like that. I don't know. There's got to be people out there that like wear lucky undies to go play True. golf. Like, there's yeah. got to be people out there like, oh, this is my this is my hat that I have to go play with. I mean, fuck Tiger Woods. He had a superstition. What was his? What do you mean? What was his? He wore black and red every fucking Sunday. Oh, I thought you meant something else. Yeah. OK, I get that. I thought you mean he had like one of the crazy pocket ones or a pork missile at the station before. Oh, I'm sure he's got something like that, but the dude wore black and red every Sunday. John Rom wears that shitty ass pink and gray every Sunday. True, true. Like, yeah. come on, man. So dude, I Tiger think that's a superstition. That black and red. I love that dude, black no and one, red. N- no one else should be ever allowed to wear black and red as a combo ever. And I don't think a lot of people do, though, either. No. If I'm really feeling myself, I will, but not in the extent of like superstition tiger wise, just because it's a sick outfit. I wore black and red one time. One time I wore black and red and it was on a Sunday at the golf club of Edmond when me and Cross were playing Raper and Burton in a two man scramble. You can imagine how that went. Me and Cross went out and we shot a 67 on a two man scramble. That's a good score. um, At golf club of Edmond. Hell yeah. And we spotted them four strokes aside. Oh, nice. 
And I think with the they shot a sixty nine, I think with the eight strokes that we gave them. So I think they <laughs> shot a, I think they shot a seventy seven. Oh my which, god, which is good for those two. Yeah, as a I scramble mean, on the golf club of Edmund, which is great. Yeah, but yeah, me and Cross go out there and shoot a sixty seven. Now I'm not going to say it was because I was in black and red, but I couldn't miss a putt that day. Now I haven't worn black and red since because I'm terrified to do it because I'm not him and I never will be him. Unfortunately, will. no, but there is a lot of black and red in my yeah. house. I've got a black and red lava lamp, black and red beats headphones. My desk is black. I've got the shrine, the tiger right in front of me. He's yeah, looking he's down on me as I do this podcast. <laughs> he's just looking down on me. I'm getting blessed from the goat to do this. It's divine intervention from golf at this point. <laughs> Bro, that's so crazy. I didn't realize you had that many superstitions. Mm hmm. But well, that's cool. Yeah, if if anybody listening has like another crazy superstition or think me or Sco is just insane, uh, go to our website clubupteam.com in the forum page and just just drop what your superstition is in there. Yeah, we'd love to see what other superstitions there are because we know they're out there. And oh, if they're it's out ridiculous, there. and if it's totally ridiculous, we will bring it up next week on our show because yeah, I want to sure. know and I want to know too. listen. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. Now that we're kind of tapering off toward the end of our first episode, a new segment that we're going to do that, you know, might go good. And again, we can get our listeners involved on this as well to send us these questions. But one of us will alternate each week on who does this rapid fire five question segment. Now, I'm going to ask five questions and CK is going to have to answer them first thing off the top of his head. Hardly any thinking about it, but it's going to be rapid fire. He's got like 10 seconds. So let's do it. All right, CK, you could trade places with one golfer other than Tiger Woods for a day. Who would it be and why? Justin Thomas. I think Justin Thomas is the man. He's got a sweet golden doodle. Love that freaking dog. And he's best friends with speed. Justin Thomas. So you'd want to be with Justin Thomas for the dog or because of best friends with speed? No, just he's a cool guy. And uh, yeah. I just like to go up there. I think he's got a pretty sick life. Yeah, I agree. All right. You get to pick any house you want, and you can put anything in the backyard. Fantasy backyard, what would you have? Like a 60-yard chipping green. 60-yard chipping green. You have unlimited land. Oh, unlimited land? Dude, i just build my own course. Build your own course in your backyard? Yeah, that'd be sweet. So basically just do what Tiger did. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. And, I mean, if you have enough money to actually have your own dream backyard, you can afford a groundskeeper. So, yeah, I'd have my own course. Heard that. That's pretty good, for sure. Having your own course. I mean, dude, how bad could you really be? What excuses would you have if you have your own course in your backyard? Dude, you'd have none. If you don't shoot in the 60s every single time you play, you're doing something wrong. Right. If you just have unlimited resources in your backyard to go get better at golf, yeah, 100%. Well, absolutely. 100%. Now, you can be sponsored by any brand. Ooh. Any brand? Any brand brand in the world. Doesn't even have to be a golf brand, but you're a professional golfer. Like like Cam Young is sponsored by the MLB. Brooke Pancake on the LPGA is sponsored by Waffle House. Yeah, that's a solid one. Who would you want to have as your sponsor, your main sponsor? Oh, dude, that one's tough. Actually, uh, top of my head, Titleist is number one. Just because, you know, I'm on the Titleist bandwagon, love all their stuff, mm-hmm. love their clothes, hats, whatever. But, dude, I'd also go with Prime, like the Prime drinks. I can't nice. get enough of them. Nice. Dude, those are good. You can get them three for six bucks here in Publix in Florida. Dude, yeah, they're $1.50 at Crest. 
like the Crest Dude, Supermarket. They're, they're so good. They just came out with an energy drink, too. They're pretty good, Did too. they really? Yeah, I got them at the store yesterday. They're legit. Damn. All yeah. right. So if you could put a tiger at his prime, the dude was the best at driving, putting, chipping, iron play, course management. If you Everything. could pick one of those things to add to your game for the rest of your life in Tiger's prime, what facet of his game would you bring to your game that you could have forever? His iron play, the way he can work his irons when he was in his prime is, I don't even understand how he did it. Like curving the ball around trees just with his crazy swing that you know he's got something planned. I think that'd be sick to have in your game. Yeah, for sure. Dude, if I could do that on command, because I have those shots in my bag. I've got the duck hook. I've got the power slice. I've got the stinger. And I've got the good putts. But what I don't have in my bag is to do it on command. They come <laughs> exactly. in the most ill-timed situations. Oh, I need to hit a fade around this dog leg from the tee box to get it in a fairway. Duck hook. To the Dude. opposite side of where we're supposed to go. And Tiger went to the extent of not even a fade. Like, dude, whenever he hit that shot out of the bunker, right side fairway bunker, I don't remember what tournament it was, but it's like the most popular it was, Tiger. It was in Mexico. Yeah, it, it was, and he curved it around the trees like 90 degrees and stuck it like four foot from the hole. Unbelievable. Dude, I, don't, I just don't fucking get it. The dude's a magician, and he does it on purpose, and that's the shit that is annoying. It's on purpose. But yeah, I'd have that in my bag. I would love to have that. I think everybody would agree with that too, dude. All right. So final question. You have one final round of golf to play in your like, life. but Like before I die like, or but, something? Correct. But you know your day's coming. You know this is going to be the last round you ever play. What course would you want to play? Oh, dude, that one's like the hardest question of them all. I mean, oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, um, Dream course dude, that you that you just damn i'll i don't know if i'll ever get to play it i have one round left what course do i want to play i'd play kapalua would you really over augusta I, dude i'd say augusta but i'm not good enough to play that course but you're kapalua you think that you could go out there kapalua dude if you play from your tees it's a resort course dude they build it for people that come and stay at that resort i think it would i mean it'd be a tough round but it wouldn't be as demoralizing as it would be to go play at Augusta right now. See, I think I'm the opposite. I'd pick Augusta. Augusta would or you? Pebble, Pebble Beach, yeah. Pebble would be really cool because Pebble's on that whole Kapalua thing too where it's not impossible if you play from your tees and you can actually like play decent. True, true, true. All right, everybody. Well, that pretty much wraps up our first episode for the Club Up Team podcast. Like we said at the beginning, we're going to load us some stuff here into the tail end of this episode. So we've got our social medias. Please go on and follow at Club Up Team on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Also visit our website, clubupteam.com. Go check in the locker room. We've got clips of our old demos that we've done. We're going to have merch coming soon. Connor is going to go into a little bit more detail on that after I finish up this. And we've got weekly playlists that we load for the golf course. So we've got one up right now called Big Cut Vibes. Just great, great course music. Keep it chill. And um, yeah, go visit our website and uh, give us a follow on social media. Yeah, so like Sko said, uh, clubupteam.com, that locker room's pretty sweet. Got golf news, all the playlists, all the little clips from our demos and stuff. It's it's just fun. We also have a forum on there, like uh, we were talking earlier. If you got a crazy golf superstition or if you've heard of one before that you think is insane, 
if you think Sko or I have weird ones, just go in that form, drop them in there. We'll bring them up in the next episode. I mean, we'll we'll plug you in it. It'll be cool. Yeah, also with our merch coming out, we're going to have uh, T-shirts, golf towels, Club Up Team podcast tees. We're going to have crew necks. We're going to have uh, hoodies, long sleeves. I mean, you name it. But we got a bunch of uh, styles coming out right now. And, uh, yeah, we're, we got the merch coming. So just stay tuned for all the merch. And also, if you do go into the forum, um, in the comment section, let us know your name, where you're from. That way we can talk about the golf where you're from. Also, instead of just talking about Oklahoma and Florida, where we are located, CK's in Oklahoma and I am down here in Florida. So, um, yeah, give us a follow on our socials. Let us know on our website of things you'd like to hear. And we will catch y'all next week. Thank you for coming to the Club Up Team podcast, episode one. And we'll see you next week at The Cut.